Hey, hey, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. My name is Andy Neary. Each week, I sit down with abundant thinkers who are kicking ass in life. And we deconstruct the formulas they have used to have success in business and in life to help you unpack your life, your business, so you can do the same. So put a smile on, grab a pen and a paper, get ready to take a ton of notes because you, my friend, are about to go on a wild ride. Here we go. Hey, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. This is episode 43. This was a fun interview for me. I got the chance to sit down with Michael Ray. And Michael's just a fun dude. He is changing lives through smiling. Wow. Seems very simple, doesn't it? Michael founded the Smile Project Louisville in 2018. And what I love about Michael's story is his life wasn't always smiles. You see, Michael's a father of four. Um, unfortunately in his past, he has lost a child. He has one child, Maddie, who is, uh, who has down syndrome. She's nonverbal. He uses her life to teach so many lessons for others. Michael's divorced. And there was a point in his life where he had hit rock bottom. He had thought about ending it all, but his comeback story is amazing. Um, I met Michael on LinkedIn and immediately was, um, attracted and magnetized to the man's smile, to his energy. He is literally changing people's lives right now, people who are down and out, and he's doing it through nothing more than the power of smile. Uh, I love one of his famous quotes that he talks about so many times, and that's affect attitude and behavior through smiling with strangers. That is what this is all about right now, especially at a time where we physically can't even smile at strangers because we have masks on. So you're going to love Michael's story because he talks about the simplicity in life. Right now, you might be feeling like you're struggling. You might be feeling like the losses are racking, racking up. And instead of talking abundance, we're talking restriction. Instead of uh, expansion, we're talking contraction. And Michael's just going to help you get it back to the basics because when you make other people happy, you're happy. And we're going to talk about the number one thing you need to be doing right now if you feeling like if you felt like you have fallen on hard times. So do yourself a favor, put a smile on for this one because if you don't, he's going to make sure you have one by the time this interview is up. And grab a pen, grab a paper. I am excited to dive in. Here we go. Shift your mindset. All right. I am so excited for this interview. This man knows how to put a smile on everybody's face. Uh, I've only known him for so long, but I can tell you the impact he has had on my life in this short period of time that I've known him has been um, a lot more than he probably realizes. You're super inspirational. Michael Ray, I'm just excited to have you here, man. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good afternoon. Great to be with you. Good, good, man. This is, this is going to be a fun conversation for those that don't know Michael Ray. Tell us a little bit about who you are right now. What you doing? What are you up to? Um, I'm all about really affecting attitudes and behaviors through smiling. And that's really, you know, leading with love um, and smiling with strangers. Whether I do that as far as taking pictures, um, doing random acts of kindness, or as I would tell people, just the simple acts as we navigate through our daily lives when you can consciously make a choice mm. to smile with a stranger, no matter where we are, because, you know, look, things are opening up now. We're navigating a little bit closer to normalcy. Yep. We do it all day long. 
when we leave the house. So it's just choosing when we actually walk mm. past the stranger of smiling. That's, that's awesome. Of, I mean, of, of, of putting that on them. I mean, you're the founder of the Smile Project Louisville. So if, for those that, that don't know what it is, I think it's pretty obvious what you do. But <laughs> let's go right into a question uh, that I had for you. And you just yeah. kind of referenced it there a minute ago. In your words, Michael, what is the impact of a smile on a stranger today? You know, I think that what I have actually seen and felt countless times now is that, and it's one of my cliches that you can be so happy that when someone else sees you, they become happy too. So for me, and I talked about it a second ago, we don't know what other people are going through in life. And that's the reality of what people are trying to process as far as what challenges, um, the struggles they're carrying in their hearts that again, just interacting non-verbally with a stranger and it being contagious. You know, it's hard not to when you see um, a stranger, again, whether you're at a coffee house, at the grocery store, you've gone to the gym, you know, if somebody smiles at you, you generally, you just did it. You want, you want to smile back. Um, and again, we don't know where they are in their life. So it might be just what they need in that moment. You know, sometimes you can be a little bit more deliberate when you walk up, you know, past somebody instead of a smile. Hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, again, it's just the simplicity of a smile and words that can maybe in that moment for a stranger kind of change the course of their day. Michael, you just brought up a, a memory for me that I actually have never shared with anybody. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I, you, on, social media, excited, man. <laughs> I, on social media, you hear me talk about my baseball career all the time, I do, right? I do. When I was young pitching, mainly in high school, I actually got the nickname from people called uh, a smiley because when I would go into my windup and my delivery, I would start smiling. Now, it was probably more like of a wince of effort versus sure, a sure. smile, but it came out looking like a smile. In fact, there were a lot of opposing players who got pissed off because they think I was being cocky. <laughs> But actually, I was just smiling. And what's like interesting- you were doing it intentionally. Exactly, which I wasn't. And, and what's interesting is even today when I'm working, like if I'm at a, a coffee shop or yeah. in a library working, I naturally like just start to smile. And it's funny, you made me realize this. How many people will come up to me and be like, you must really like what you're doing. <laughs> so like you said, it, it, the it, impact it, it, of a it, smile, it, makes, it just naturally makes other people happy. You know what it does, and I'll drop a reference because I just saw this recently about a month ago, and it was a Coke commercial of a guy on a subway. I don't know where he was in the world, and he had headphones on, but he was watching something on an iPad. And again, it just talks about how contagious happiness yeah. and smiling is because everyone around him had no clue what he was watching, but he started smiling and laughing, and everybody on the subway just felt the energy you know from it and they had no idea what he was laughing at but they were laughing and again that's the power of happiness yeah. and smiling that's awesome. to where he could have been watching nothing and just creating it but everyone picked up on it so in that moment you forget about everything in life and you're just consumed with yes. all things good that, that's you know. so awesome, Michael. I, I'm excited to keep this conversation going on all things happiness and smiles but but before we get there Let's take it back a step for a second. Yeah, yeah. You know, you founded Smile Project in 2018. I did. But let's go back to, say, 2010. 
who was Michael Ray back then? It was a shit show. Um, I say that because my career had fallen apart. Um, I had spent, you know, most of my career in the mortgage industry. So it was coming off of um, the Great Recession and the mortgage meltdown. Um, and I was knee deep in that. So the ability to earn um, at a relative, relatively high level vanished. Um, jobs, you know, vanished. Um, my marriage fell apart. I was in the process of losing my house. Um, hell, a few years before, I'd lost a son. Jesus. I was a broken man. I was an absolutely broken man. I knew my marriage was failing. So I was in some dark places, yeah. you know, at the time because, you know, I was chasing a lot of other things in life with success and then found myself completely empty. Yeah. Absolutely completely empty. So that led then to professionally other bad choices in chasing the wrong jobs and trying to recreate what I had in, um, you know, making decisions, um, you know, post-marriage of maybe I wasn't in the right place to date. I mean, just things that we, we process in life, yeah. you know? So I was, I was in a much darker time. Um, and, and it kept, it just kept snowballing year after year after year to where you point, you know, I can vividly remember 2010 going, God, it's over. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, but, but on some level, it wasn't the feeling of wanting to give up, but yet, how do I fix this now? I'm, I'm 40 years old. Where do I go from here? Yeah. You know? Well, and I, I'm, I'm excited to keep this conversation going for that reason, because let's face it, you and I are talking, it's what, June 23rd today. There's a lot of people in that same boat, right? There's a lot of people who lost their job. There's a lot of people who have no hope right now. And that's what you just said it on that. There's people probably even saying it's over. It's absolutely they, they, they want to climb in some dark places and I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of bad decisions. I couldn't agree with you more. Again, what you just said resonate with my life. In fact, around that same time, not because of the recession, not because of a job loss. I was making a lot of bad decisions one after another, which snowballed for me. That moment was a car accident. It was, it was my moment where I was like, dude, get your shit together. Like, yeah. what's going yeah. on? But now you started to dig. Was there a moment for you? Like, was there that one moment where as things started to progressively get worse, where you hit, let's call it your rock bottom moment where you're like, okay, you know, probably this has so. to change. Yeah. It, um, I vividly remember in 2014 was probably one of the first times in my life I ever thought about killing myself. <laughs> um, I, I pulled up in front of, I, I won't forget that night. I pulled up in front of, um, I'm a Catholic guy. I pulled up in front of church and I parked. I didn't even go inside. I didn't have the strength to even go inside. I didn't even check to see if the doors were, were locked or unlocked. But I sat there for an hour in my car just weeping, just trying to process how in the hell do I continue to go on? And I'd given up on corporate America. I truly, I was delivering pizzas full time in my life. I was living with my parents, you know, and, and you go from being on top of the world. And then here it's like, I just can't do it. But but I guess on some level, through the weeping and having one of those it's a wonderful life moments in which you really realize the impact that it's not the way out and going, all right, I know the work is challenging. And I think a lot yeah. of times when you find those dark places, we fear all the work that goes into fixing us to get us to a much beautiful place. But I just said to myself, hell no, this, this is not how I'm going to go out. You know, awesome. um, and after an hour, you know, pulled away, um, 
you know, I guess you could say in some form or fashion, I didn't have my, my dad always said, son, you just don't have the intestinal fortitude to pull it off. I didn't. But again, I think that was God also at that time still working through me. Um, but that was probably one of my darkest moments. Mm. And again, you're still talking about years after, you know, losing my son and, yep. and, and, and the industry falling apart, still trying to process, how do I climb out of it? Well, that's an important lesson, Michael, that I think the listeners need to hone in on is, again, let's, let's take the moment we're in right now. Um, it could be a loss of a job, the pending recession, the lockdown, whatever it is, that usually isn't the rock bottom moment. It's all the decisions you decide to make after that. After. Yeah. One after another, after another. And instead of it being positive momentum, it's negative momentum that eventually leads to your rock bottom, which is through two, three, four years later. It's You're that. right. And I'll fast forward up to 2017. I think that was when I really wanted to create the change. Yep. You know, in my life. And again, you're about a year before I even started really Smile Project, but yet really recognizing. And I often laugh about it now. I say, look, thankfully, my only vice I ever had was sugar. I, I didn't get <laughs> alcohol or drugs or, or any of that other crap. But for me, my safe place was sugar. But then I had those moments too, laughing, going, hell, I'm going to wake up with diabetes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, I often say we're a product of our choices. And I knew yep. at that point going, okay, start consuming more things in my life to create anything. You know, look, if you want to lose 50 pounds, it takes time. You got to be intentional. So for me, it was the same way. I think that's where I really started my journey was in early 2017, which took me up to the point of then really mm -hmm. where this journey started in 2018. But if I don't do all that work in 2017, you know, look, I'm probably not ready in 2018 to make the decisions that I yep. made really moving forward with this. Well, that's so important, Michael, too, because again, talking about making these decisions, good or bad, the moment that you start changing the momentum for the better is the moment you take 100% responsibility for your choices. And that's you, you exactly what? what you did. You nailed it. And you know what, too, even I had been on antidepressants for 10 years and I said, I've had enough of them. I'm weaning myself, you know, literally, it yep. was a lot of choices. I'm getting off sugar. You know, I started doing a lot of things and feeding, you know, my mind and my body in the right way to create the change that I needed to see. Again, it's all about choices, man. Yep. So let's, you know, let's, so. let's go now fast forward to 2018. The smile project is just right around the corner. You don't know it's there yet. I let's don't. go to an inspiring moment that you had in all places, a Wendy's <laughs> drive through <laughs> Tell it us about is. that. And, and, you know, I, I, I literally, but again, I was processing things differently in my life. So I knew I was on the doorstep. I was back in the mortgage industry of losing my job. But yet I wasn't, I guess, as fearful. But I, I, again, I talk about, you know, with things that we're carrying on our hearts and in, in, in our minds that people have to process. And it literally was. I was rolling out of the office. I was working with my best friend who owned the mortgage company. And I said, well, this sucks. I'm on the doorstep of losing my job, but I found, I found a way to laugh about it, but I rolled through in the late morning to get two large chilies, you know, like I did two or three days a week. I love, I love the large chilies at Wendy's and I did, and I rolled through. And again, it's something that we do in a, our daily lives and we don't even process it when we're having these interactions with strangers, but yet it was that, that 30, 40 seconds with Sean Trell. 
you know, that I found myself laughing and smiling. And for me in that moment, again, I pull up order and then I'm literally, you know, having a horrible morning and then I'm laughing and then I'm in a parking spot crying. And it was, you know, one of those God moments for me. And I'm like, God, what are you trying to tell me, you know, in this moment? So at least in that moment, what it meant to me was, and I laugh about it now, man, is get out of the car, be the dude that shouldn't walk back up to the drive-thru window, you know, and kind of kind of creep and freak out, you know, the person. But I did, you know, I waited for the cars to pull through. I walked back up. And, of course, their natural, rea natural reaction is, well, what's wrong? Yeah. Yep. And I was like, no, that's actually what's beautiful. It's not what's wrong. It's what you did right. And I felt compelled enough to tell you, to thank you, you know, and I did not know at that moment. I said, you know, I just want to remember it. Would it be okay to take a picture? And she laughed. It's like, you want a picture with me? And I'm like, yes, I want a picture with you because I want to remember this moment because it, it meant enough to me. So she obliged. So... Of course, there was nothing there other than a picture of the moment. I talked it out with my girlfriend and the impact it had with me. And then a couple of days later, I found myself in the gym. I encountered another stranger. And for some reason, I felt compelled to take a picture with them smiling. And then a couple of days later, there was another picture. And then, you know, a week, 10 days go by, and I had taken five, six pictures at that point. And then I was like, what am I doing? You know, and I realized at that point, I was craving the social interaction from a stranger. So it was like, I needed a smile and the love and I was giving the smile and love back to somebody else. And then that kind of went on for about a month until I was like, what am I doing with this? <laughs> you know, what, what is the objective? So that's when we, you know, when I say we, it was you know, my two daughters and my girlfriend, we were talking about what, what, am, what am I doing? What are we calling this? You know, and that's when we came up with the name, you know, Smile Project. And I struggled over the name more so because I'm like, okay, project has no finality. So it's not like I'm going to do this for, for three to six months and then yeah. cut the cord on it. It's like, I'm feeling something with this. And then I debated on whether I should put our city in it, but I've lived here for 30 years. This is my city. I'm like, this thing's never going to get big. It's no big deal. Who the hell cares? You know? So I throw that in there and then I just start doing the work. That's and then I, I really, at that point, gave up on corporate America. I decided to go drive full time for Lyft and Uber, never knowing in the moment that I was going to have all these strangers in my car that on some level, I'm like, my God, I can't believe I'm 48 and driving for Lyft and Uber. But then I was like, wow, this is where God put me because now I'm trying to make people smile and yet I have all these strangers in my car on a daily basis. And I started feeling what it was like. And in a lot of cases, conversations led to pictures. Mm. And that's really what it was for the first year. But it really started changing me because I tell people those actions were insanely intentional at first. But then they became so natural. <laughs> so do you, do you still drive for Lyft and Uber today? I don't. I okay. don't. So okay. I did that for about a year. And then as this started to consume and take up more of my time, then, then I did not. No. So a couple of very important lessons, I think. Um, I don't want the audience to miss out on that story you just shared. Is Number one, isn't it really interesting how we as humans, especially it's going to be really interesting coming out of this lockdown. So when we're starting to interact again, how na our natural instinct when someone approaches us is what's wrong. 
That's exactly right. Versus what if they just are going to tell me what I did right? The second thing is, and I have this conversation with my girlfriend, Amy, all the time, is you're, you, you're caffeinated when you do that, right? Or not? Yeah. <laughs> right here, buddy. That's uh, <laughs> you wanted, ultimately, you wanted to get that smile from the stranger. But you knew in order to do that, you had to first give the smile to the stranger. That's correct. And I don't That's want miss, people to miss that point, is you get what you give. It's all that long, simple. Brother. And I talk yeah. about that all the time. If you want respect, give respect. If you want empathy, give empathy. It always starts with if the energy you give. If you want love, you give, give love. Exactly. And you, you know, and that's where I've found a place that I'm like, good God, if you lead with love and you find a way to be selfless, it's amazing the world that's opened up. Well, and I want to go into this right now because you just said my two daughters and my girlfriend. And you have one specific daughter that has been an inspiration on it's social media. And, and, and let's talk about Maddie Moo for a second. Um, Maddie has Down syndrome. Right? She does. And she does. so why don't you tell, tell us a little about, you know, your daily life with her is all nonverbal interaction. And so how has Maddie inspired you and inspired this whole Smile Project movement? Um, you know, it, it's funny because... I actually think of the movie and I can't even remember it. Jack Nicholson was in it and he drops a line at one point when he looks at Helen Hunt and goes, you know, what have I done for you? And he goes, you've made me a better man. And she, and she looks at him and goes, that might be the greatest compliment I've ever got. So when I say that it was as good as it gets is what it was called. But um, truly that's what my daughter mm. has made me. She has made me a better man a better father. Um, she was born in 99, but again, when you talked about that window in 2010, I probably just existed as a father. Wasn't mm. a bad father, but a lot of us do, you know, and then you find yourself evolving primarily. And I have quiet moments with my daughter and she's nonverbal and I tell her things because I know she can't repeat it to the free world. And it's <laughs> like, you know, look, you do realize you saved my life. Yeah. And we laugh and, and kid and play about it. But on some level, you know, when I talk about that occurrence in 2014, if it truly probably wasn't for how my daughter was changing me as a man and a father, I, I may not be here. Wow. And that was the second, you know, that was really the primary piece before Wendy's happened was that I just saw the impact of how she showed me love. And she didn't have to. We're all parents wanting here. We take for granted. We hit, we, yeah, I love you. I didn't need to hear it specifically those three words because they were shown to me all the time. It's, it's almost as if, and this is a terrible analogy. It's like a dog. A dog gives them their master mm. unconditional love. Yeah. And man, I have felt that for my daughter since day one. And that's a beautiful thing about anybody sometimes with a disability or down syndrome. There's this overwhelming, unconditional love from those human beings. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're on LinkedIn or Facebook at whatsoever, do yourself a favor, go look up Michael Ray and, and watch the videos with he and Maddie Moo. It, they are just they will put a smile on your face every single day. That's that's the best thing about it. So, Michael, for those people who still don't really know what the Smile Project is, what what is its primary function? I mean, mostly, and I, I drift a little bit earlier, I mean, we're really trying to change attitudes and behaviors with strangers by smiling. Um, you know, showing people that if you lead with love, 
the ability to, to be happy and find a place that you can interact with strangers, you know, even on a nonverbal level, just by smiling can have an impact in their life. You know, of course, I try to do that intentionally in the videos locally in my community and the people who watch them. But what I'm trying to do, obviously, is just inspire you to create that change in your life, to go impact others in your community. You don't have to do the work I'm doing, but again, you don't have to. It's just yeah. the simplicity of as we encounter strangers. Well, and I don't think what people, I don't think people realize with all the work you are doing, you're not making a dime. I, I have not yet. No, you know, but, yeah. but again, I think in everything, and this is part of my two greatest mentors in doing this, you know, like a lot of people know Gary Vee. Yeah. And, and it was listening to him for years, just find something you're madly passionate about. Do it, yeah. you know, until your hands go, go, go numb and raw. Don't worry about it because you love it. And don't worry about the money because you know what? God will take care of you. Just be patient, do the work, yeah. and find that place. And the second person is John Gordon, one of the most amazingly positive human beings that I started consuming in 2017 again to get the right mindset. But, but again, no, I'm, I'm not. But I haven't worried about the money because that, those things will take care of itself in due time. Yes, absolutely. So you do so many acts of kindness on a daily basis. Is, is there any, is there one that stands out for you? Um, you know, probably so. It was the first one that I did about six months ago. And, and about 90% of them um, get nominated, you know, where people hmm. reach out to me and they tell me the story of somebody else and they're going through something in life and they just need hope, love, mm. you know, that smile. And, and it, was, um, it was a lady in which three months previous had lost their 14 year old daughter. And it was hard for me because I shared earlier, I had lost a son. Yeah. So I knew, <laughs> you know, I often have a moment of about being a faithful man of about 15, 20 seconds right before I go do these things. And then I ask God, to find the right words, to say the right things, you know, in, in the moment, because we only get one shot, Yeah, yeah. you know, to get, to get it right in the moment with somebody who's a stranger, but yet it was hard for even me to maintain composure, but it was almost as if there were these two parents just hugging each other because we knew what it felt like. So it's like that person was nominated, but they nominated me because I knew what that journey in losing a child was like to be able to provide comfort for someone in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've been was, in their shoes before. Yeah. You know, again, it's, just, and there's, there's so many at this point, but doing, you know, the loss of a child is, is insanely devastating. Yeah. No, um, I, I've always said this. No one should ever have to go through the process of burying their child. That's just, that's just not something you should have to face in life, amen, but it, amen. but it, it's a reality. Amen. Well, here's but the I'm cool often, thing. You know, oh. When that comes out, it's like, all right, God, you chose me, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, and, so. and it goes back to it goes back to that question: What can I learn from this? It, it, you know, there's a reason this happened. As much as I want to fight that, there's a reason it happened. What can I learn from this? And, and that's correct. And you know what? It took me on some level too long to get to that point, but yeah. yet my son Charlie is a big reason of why I am here today to create change in other people's awesome. lives, you That's know? Awesome. Well, here's the cool news. 
Most of your smile project efforts have happened in Louisville. Now you are taking this on the road. Recently, you were in the natty in Cincinnati, bringing <laughs> smiles to people up in the Buckeye State. Where else are you going? Where else is the smile project? Where can people find you? So we're actually going next Monday um, to Nash Vegas. So we're going to head down to the Music City, man. <laughs> Nash Vegas. I like that. <laughs> That's right, man. So we're going to head south to Nash Vegas for the day and, and bless some people. And then the plan from there is to start late July and to hit the East Coast. So we're going to go into the D.C., Baltimore area, up to Philly, up to Jersey and New York City, and then up to Boston will be our first stops. That's awesome. I'll, I'll actually, uh, I should probably introduce you to uh, a friend of mine up in Baltimore. He's actually a colleague. He and I are doing some work together. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Baltimore Ravens. You could probably do some do some good things because I know he's 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 very focused on that same kind of mission well and well. considering we we gave the Ravens from the University of Louisville their MVP Lamar Jack you are right my man that is a very and good I'm sell so proud alumnus of Louisville <laughs> baby so look L's up where is it L's up. so yeah he gets awesome. to call the excitement that we saw here for three years that's awesome well let's wrap it up I got two final questions for you Michael this has been super inspirational um number one if somebody is in that spot right now where they've lost a job um, or their business is, is not doing well, they're going through financial hardship, marital hardship, whatever that might be, what advice would you give that individual today when it comes to how to shift their mindset more towards an optimistic, positive view on life? First of all, surround yourself with insanely positive people. And that doesn't actually have to be people you know. If it's not people you know, consume. Mm. Consume content um, overwhelmingly amount of time. Um, fill your head with things to get you there. Understand and realize hope. Hope is an insanely powerful tool. Believe in hope. Um, but also embrace patience. Mm. You know, go to God. Um, if, if you have faith in your life, believe in the power of prayer. Um, and then like I did, you know, put yourself in situations to where you can smile with strangers. You know, don't find yourself like I did at times in which I would stay at home when I was insanely depressed. You know, and I think it's what we do a lot of times is we, we go away from social interaction. Put yourself out there. I don't care if that's going to, you know, a coffee shop, going to um, the gym, you know, going to sporting events. I don't care what you have to do in your life. Fill it with social interaction with people. Such an important message right now since we were literally, have been literally not allowed to interact with people. Such an important message right now. Um, so, Michael, let's finish up here. If somebody's listening in and now and they're in Nashville, they're in Baltimore, DC, the East Coast, or just Louisville, and they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach out to you in the Smile Project? Uh, they can email me at smileprojectlouisville at gmail.com. They can go to my website, smileprojectlouisville.com. Um, I literally um, have put out to the world my cell phone number. <laughs> Send me a text, man. I'm willing to hug it out with the free world. Um, 502 777 6479. 
God blessed me with that number about 23 years ago. I love saying triple seven. So 502 triple seven, 6479. We would love, you know, the analogy I give people is that when I do these random acts of kindness is a, you know, just put in your mind watching Michael Jordan in game six of the NBA finals in your home on the couch. You've got emotions. But imagine what if I told you you could sit courtside. The emotions, it's the same game you're watching, but the emotions are different because you're right there. So if you're in any of these communities we're going to go to and you have an opportunity to come with us, trust me, the emotions of the lives that we're touching, it's worth a few minutes of your time. Michael, um, I can't thank you enough. This was an awesome conversation. Um, if you're listening in right now, uh, let's face it, it's easy to have a negative viewpoint uh, of what's going on right now and, and a less than optimistic view on where the future is headed. But right now, the best thing you can do for yourself, as Michael pointed out, is surround yourself with positivity, whether it's tuning in for the Michael and Maddie show, um, <laughs> tuning in for Michael delivering an act of kindness to somebody, which is so inspirational to watch, or just following the right people or hanging around the right people that can lift you up and elevate your spirits. So do yourself a favor, over-index on putting yourself in a right frame of mind, and I promise you are going to get out of this with smiles, with happiness, and a much brighter future. So, Michael, one more time, thank you again. No, brother, it's a two-way street. Thank you for asking and having me, man. I appreciate it very much. Awesome. Have a great day, guys. Thank you, sir. Hey, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you're finding bullpen sessions to be valuable to your business and your life, do me a favor. Please go to Apple. Please subscribe. Give it a five-star rating. And if you have anybody else in your life, whether it's in your personal tribe or in your business that could also be impacted by listening to these episodes, do me a favor. Share the bullpen sessions with them. I'd be extremely grateful. And until next time, go out, make it happen today. Put a smile on your face and have some fun.